Yes, mentally ill people have rights, but you know who else have rights? We do. Do not come. Do not come. Whether or not in Israel, the United States of America would have to invent an Israel to protect her interest in the region. NATO is critically important for U.S. interest in and of itself. If there weren't one, we'd have to invent one. Do you have any plans to visit the border? I'm here in Guatemala today. I, at some point, you know, I, we are going to the border. We've been to the border. So this whole, this whole, this whole thing about the border. We've been to the border. We've been to the border. You haven't been to the border. I, and I haven't been to Europe. And I, I don't, I don't understand the point that you're making. How you doing, Ben? It's been a, been a minute. Yeah. Well, I, uh, I went to my sister-in-law's wedding in Houston. Right before nice. this. It was good, but you know how I used to have the um, the little stabby kitty on my keychain? Uh-huh. Uh, they took it at the airport. I thought you were going to say you had to use it <laughs> when you were in Texas. I've never had to use it. Uh, but Have you ever flown with it before? Yeah, it's, all the time. Yeah, it's never been an issue. If I had put it in my bag, it probably also wouldn't have been an issue. But Did I, they take it away in Chicago or in Texas? In fucking George Bush International Airport. That's crazy. Can you believe in if Texas? If you had a gun, they would let it. Exactly. They took my weapon yeah. in the Texas airport. Yeah, wow. Obviously, I spent a lot of time uh, recording our Hunter Biden interview. Had to cut it all. <laughs> can't can't produce any oh of that. God. Did you see the Twitter thing today about Hunter Biden? The the women ordering. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh what the fuck? <laughs> the I Wayfair. Read, yeah, I read the article because I wanted to make. I was like, "What the fuck? Is what this is he talking? About? Yeah, right." Which is with his cousin. Oh, uh, is it his uncle's kid? You know, his maybe. uncle who's the love of his life. It's his best friend. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> it's a woman. Yes, right. Bo was the was his cousin, who I guess he parties with all the time. Jesus Christ! But the text thread, it's like people were like, "Uh, you know, this is about human trafficking," and I read it, and it's like it is about human trafficking, right? But I couldn't figure out what it was, what it could possibly mean besides that, right? So I read the article. And like the article doesn't really have anything to say about what it is about. Jesus Christ! The 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 story of the article is that Hunter Biden referred to Asian people as yellow. Right. He was ordering women. But yes, in this text message, it's him. Yes, it's uh, this is the text message with apparently his his cousin. I like it's like um, flow Biden. None of none of these women uh, are except for Diva. It's, they're talking about something else. Uh, but Nicola and Diva and Ella and Lucy will all know quality girls who are like I am, distrusting and highly wa- highly wary of evil. I, <laughs> I also and then she says I also have Denise, a German, twenty six. Right. Hunter says no to Lucy. I think uh, the person he's talking to goes okay, so fine. Do you want foreign or domestic? Uh-huh. And then Hunter says, and you have to make the pitch directly. And the she goes, the person he's talking to goes, I can't give you fucking Asian. Sorry, I'm not doing it. And then Hunter says, domesticated foreigner is fine. <laughs> and the person he's talking to goes, I'd give you Isabella, but she has kids and an NBA ex-husband. Uh- and Hunter responds, no yellow. Really fucking weird. Yeah. Really fucking he just meant he didn't want a Warriors uh, ex-girlfriend. Um, 
this is the NBA from a New York Post article, and I just like searched to see if it would be by the with the byline by the guy from Eyes Wide Shut. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I figured it was the Post because no one else will yeah. touch the Hunter Biden stories. It's the New York Post. Yeah. I mean, uh, so he's talking to yeah Caroline Biden. Uh, who's like his cousin who I guess he parties with or used to party with a lot. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, do you want foreign or, or domestic, she asks at one point. Like, what the fuck is this text thread? And then the story is that it's, yeah, that it's yellow. That he said yellow to refer to Asian people. Uh, uh, but, but saying, like, yeah, I don't... <laughs> Right, that's yeah. not the disturbing no, thing like, about uh, this yeah. text like, chain. He's like uh, adding people to to his cart. Like, <laughs> it's disgusting. Yeah, but uh, alleged. I mean, who knows? Not you know. Yeah, I mean, that's it, just what it seems like. Right. It, it couldn't. I mean, it could just be like she's setting him up on a date, or like giving him someone. I to, think that's what they say in the story. I mean, of course they would say it's for free for a wedding date. Or something. Right. Yeah. But. Yeah. Well, that's like the thing that um, you know, Prince Harry like ordered Meghan Markle from like uh, Instagram basically. Like, uh, I mean, that's like the story is that he like watched Suits, which is the show she was on, and he was like, "I'll take that." And then like, yeah, you know, <laughs> just like ordered her. <laughs> yeah. Have you seen the videos of Harry when he was in Afghanistan? I've seen the photo. Fo- yeah, the photos. Yeah, there's yeah. video of him too going like, "This is going to be fun," and he's like waving a knife oh, around. Oh yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah, fucking deranged. But now he's like um, a mental health, like lifestyle guru. Yeah, right. <laughs> he's rebranding. Yeah, he's like the experience. The the. And when he said something about Joe Rogan too recently, Harry did. He, I think he did, or maybe Bill Maher. He like said something about someone. <laughs> he was like, "I'm, I'm very disappointed that Joe Rogan said this about the vaccine." Oh my god, <laughs> or whatever. Right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I know everyone's disappointed in all the celebs and their yeah. alt-COVID opinions. Yeah, Prince Harry slams Joe Rogan over his vaccine comments. Stay out of it. <laughs> <laughs> you're not in charge here, dude. I know, yeah. You're you can't have his, thing about you can't go off with his head about some <laughs> podcaster. Did you see the thing, um, speaking of the New York Post, I think it was the New York Post because it's Rupert Murdoch. Mm. They, like, reprinted one of the stories from his British tabloid, which was about, like, an American student tearing down a photo of Queen Elizabeth in, you know, an American student right. in England. Right. Tearing down, and, like, I guess in the Rupert Murdoch, and <laughs> the British Rupert Murdoch tabloids, it, like... It was, like, out of warm beer. Yeah. Like. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then, uh, you know, it was doing such numbers in the British tabloids that they, like, ran it in the New York Post. Jesus. And was like, this What rocks. the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> <coughs> um, but it's so funny that, like, the the Rupert Murdoch tabloids, which are, like, obsessed with cancel culture in this country, are obsessed with it in England, too. But it's about, like, Americans tearing down the Queen <laughs> and taking down statues of the Queen, which they should. I mean, she was... Um, a slave owner, basically. I mean, her yeah. family was... She was, uh... And it still is, but we just don't hear about it publicly. Right. <laughs> She's also ordering uh, certain colors of children. Uh, yeah, for to drink their blood. <laughs> um, really. Allegedly, yeah. in parody, but, like, really, they actually do fly around with a blood... Blood uh, fridge, blood yeah. Blood fridge. Um, <laughs> and she was the queen, because she's a million years old. She was the queen when, like, British colonial 
forces. Oh yeah, you know, massacring. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> like yeah. it was when just, Rhodesia yeah. was her property. It's not like her grandfather did. That. Like she did. Yeah, she was the uh, whatever uh, uh, symbolic head of the state when that shit was happening. Yeah, of course, of course. Yeah, of course. These are all the ways in which she reminded Joe Biden of his mom. That's so weird. That's so funny. <laughs> and she's like uh, fifteen years older. That's right. She was she was seventeen when he was born. Yeah. So maybe his mom was that young. Uh, but yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and he can't say she reminds me of my grandmother because like or like reminds me of of. Uh, my contemporaries. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Because she is basically as old yeah. as she is, as he is. Um, They're in the same generation. So fucking stupid. You saw the thing, right, where Biden said, uh, if there weren't a NATO, we'd have to invent one. No. Yeah, dude. He said the exact same thing about Israel That's years right. ago. That's right. If uh, which there is wasn't like, in Israel, we would have to invent one. Which is like, both of those things were invented in your lifetime, dude. Yeah. <laughs> you, you are older than both of the times those were invented, so... Oh, we have a new uh, prime minister in Israel. Oh, the last time. yes, yeah. Uh, we've already sworn allegiance to him, obviously. Yeah. Um, uh, not because we're Jews, because we like Berkeley, California a lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, yeah, well, I mean, Dan, in fairness, Jews were expelled from Berkeley. <laughs> so, you know, thank God there was an Israel. To, to, Where would they have gone? Yeah, to yeah. all the Jews when they were expelled from Berkeley. I know, yeah. Um, which is, yeah, Naftali Bennett's, uh, was Homeland, he born yeah. in Berkeley? Or His parents were born in Berkeley. And, and they, it's an interesting story because they were, like, 60s hippies. They were boomer hippies. Yeah, they were, like, kibbutzniks. Exactly. And they went Kibbutz to Israel and became nationalists. Yeah. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Um, yeah, that's very interesting that, like, in one generation they went from, like, yeah, whatever you would call it, labor Zionist, like, kibbutz, kibbutzniks to, uh... Naftali Bennett's like religious Zionism. Yeah, right. You know what else is interesting? Tell me. It actually makes sense, but I uh, it was interesting when I heard it. Mm. Naftali Bennett is the first prime minister of Israel to regularly wear a kippah. Huh. Yeah, I was thinking about that because, yeah. like, yeah, um, uh, yeah. You know, the other prime ministers, whatever, would wear them in synagogue or something, but he wears it all the time. Right. Yeah. Uh, which is interesting. I mean, the there it just it kind of in an interesting way, marks the transition that Israel underwent under Netanyahu. Right. Where, uh, I mean, not to defend, like, labor Zionism. Of course, or, or secular was, Zionism. But it was kind. a, right, it was a secular Zionist state, and it is now, like, significantly less secular. Right. Yeah, no, uh, uh, yeah. Netanyahu brought I mean, in... never really a secular. It's so funny. Of course, yeah. I mean, they still, like, you know, let the Orthodox uh, rabbis, like rule like who can get married and stuff. yes and yeah like, who's a jew or whatever right really fucked up it's a very fucked up place um yeah no all kinds of uh exciting um heads of state issues like uh yeah new prime minister in israel um huge uh, election victory for uh uh you know one of our one of our faves um bashar al-assad obviously got elected again <laughs> <laughs> congrats um, to him right naftali bennett yeah they're bombing gaza again yeah, Jesus. It's just not going to stop. It's so awful. Yeah, terrible. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I'm like right within a day of him coming into power, but it uh, but it's not getting talked about anymore. No, it's for all intents and purposes Weird. in the media, it's over. It's so fucked up. Whew. Yeah. Should we talk about Biden's trip? Yeah. Should we do it? Should we get vacation? It? All everyone <laughs> vacation. How do we get of it? 
And Kamala Harris was on a vacation, too. Oh, yeah. Well, she starred in one of those uh, Save the Queen games uh, <laughs> where it's very hard not to come. What? But you got to try. What? You got, they tell you, try not to come. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right, right, right. The don't come. Don't come. Don't come. Don't come. Do- I'm going to come. <laughs> <laughs> the Trump clip. <laughs> you can get it. I'm going to come. <laughs> <laughs> The USA is not sending its best. Uh. Um, yeah, and then... Uh, this is so good. Mm. Uh, this is a Slate article. Um, and there's, like... This is interesting to think about. Kamala Harris is like, I adopted a dog during quarantine. <laughs> <laughs> um, is Biden setting Harris up to fail? Obviously. Yeah, why? It's so interesting. Obviously. Partly he's just racist. <laughs> Um, uh, yeah, partly it's like, um, you know, hurt people, hurt people. Yes, like, exactly. You know, we talked about this yeah, with, right. uh, I'm going to like, I'm going to do unto you as, uh, Obama did unto me. Exactly. Right. Um, which I mean, it's so dumb though. I mean, of course I, or also I think partly what they might be thinking, first of all, yeah, they have like Biden has no personal affinity for Kamala Harris. No, his people don't like Kamala Harris. Probably the last thing he remembers is her insulting him on and the she, debate. Right, stage. she insulted him on the debates. It was a debate. It was a debate. <laughs> it was a debate. Like we literally, it was called a debate. They we called it a debate. debate. So you debate them. <laughs> it was a debate. She's really bad. She's dude. so bad. It's amazing how bad she is. Oh yeah. But part, but yeah, so they have no personal affinity. So on some level they might be thinking like, well, whatever, we don't really give a shit about her. She's a, she's bad. Right. So we might as well like throw everything (laughs) at her. And if she drowns, you know, sink or swim, if she drowns, whatever, at least it's happening now and not after she becomes the nominee. Right. Uh, And if she succeeds, great. And then that probably (laughs) is an indication that she could win a general election against like a replacement level Republican. Yeah. But she definitely can't. No, of course not. <laughs> uh, no, I mean she couldn't even make it into the voting last time around. Yeah. She wasn't one. She, on the Wikipedia page, she's not in the major candidates yes. section. Oh yeah, absolutely. But now, having been vice president, she could win a Democratic primary. I believe theoretically. Yeah, theoretically depends how Biden goes. Yeah, obviously. Uh, but and I mean, it, it's the same thing with Biden. Could, could right could never be a major candidate in a Democratic primary. Right until, until he was VP. Yeah, and it's similarly self defeating in the way that the president beats down the VP because obvious. I think it's obvious now. If Biden had been the candidate in 2016, he probably would have beat Trump. Uh, <laughs> yeah, definitely. I, I mean, compared to Hillary Clinton, like I think he was the best. Like he probably would have done it. Like whatever. Uh, it was it was really close, and like if there had been a marginally better candidate, which Biden clearly was than Clinton, I think he would have had it. Uh, and yeah, no, they'll probably. But yeah, they can't they can't imagine anyone replacing them. And obviously, Kamala open not so openly, but like like in all but words, has her knives out for Joe Biden. Like she wants to be president, and uh, you know, cried when he said he was running again. And everything. Like uh, it'll be very interesting if uh, yeah, if he's set on running for re-election, which by all indications he will be. He keeps saying it. If she's going to like, you know. I ain't dead! Swipe at him. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? If she's going to like try to bring back the like uh, Me Too stuff about him. Exactly. Uh, Can it be interesting? It's so fun. (laughs) 
I mean, the thing about these politicians, about people like Kamala Harris and Joe Biden, is that they're just fun. You yeah. Know? I mean, there's no other reason to be invested in them. It's not like we can, you know, uh, yeah. predict any trends from them or you know influence policy by knowing more about them. But uh, yeah, they're pretty fun to watch. Yeah, it's so <laughs> wild. Uh, it's so crazy. This this. This Biden administration, man, so crazy. Mm-hmm. They're really doing nothing. <laughs> They're just it's in really sunny amazing. Cornwall, wilding out with Boris. Yeah, this is so weird. Oh, wait, but so Kamala Harris in the Lester Holt interview that yeah. she gave, uh, he was like, will you go to the border? And she's like, we've been to the border. <laughs> <laughs> we've been to the border. We're go- we have- we were at the border. And then he was like, wait. What do you mean when I was 20? Uh, was- I went to San Diego for <laughs> spring break. <laughs> And then she was also like, he was like, you know, will you go to the border? And she's like, I mean, I'm in Guatemala. Oh my God. Did she really say yeah, shit like I that? Mean, she pretty much did. That's so uh, like, funny. He was like, yeah, but will you go to the border? It's like, you know what I mean? <laughs> How much farther over the border? Yeah, she's I, like, I, I'm at the yeah. border. I'm deep in the border. Like, like, uh, yeah, not only am I at the border, I'm in Guatemala. <laughs> <laughs> I, is, that's not bordery enough for you? <laughs> um... And then he was like, well, you haven't gone to the border. And he, and she's like, well, I haven't gone to Europe either. Uh, 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 while Biden was in Europe, clearly she wanted to go to Europe. Obviously. And they said no, hilariously. <laughs> Which, like, they don't do that. Yeah. I mean, presidents and vice presidents don't go together to no, these things. No, of course but not. But obviously she wanted to. Right. And was very angry that she didn't get she to. She missed the class trip. that she was given immigration. Yeah. <laughs> Just a lose, 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 lose. <laughs> portfolio i mean she can only eat shit also apparently like what what do i know but but i but i heard this or read it or whatever that like uh, uh, normally vice presidents don't have like a thing like that um you know they don't have a thing where where the white house is like yeah their thing is immigrant like you know their thing is uh literacy i mean that's something that like first ladies do where yeah. it's like michelle obama's thing was like <laughs> fat shaming <laughs> 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 eat a fucking carrot fat ass michelle obama's going to run for president and get canceled for fat <laughs> i only hope we move that quickly <laughs> um but, like, usually vice presidents don't have a purview like that. And apparently Kamala Harris, like, requested it. And then they were What? Like, okay, fine. <laughs> <laughs> Are you kidding? Why? Yeah. Because she wants uh, to switch parties? Like... Uh, well, wait, why would that... Just, like, she's... I mean, she's... Why would she pick immigration only to do the horrific shit she does to immigration? I don't think she picked immigration. I think oh, she, she wanted was, a like, thing. I want a portfolio. Oh, and here you go. immigration. Right. Which is very funny. Right, right, right. Uh, they haven't approved... Speaking of, um... People who can't get what they want ever. Uh, they haven't uh, approved Rom and uh, Pete and Garcetti for all the Asian ambassadorships yet, have they? Uh, well, Pete is trans is transportation secretary. Oh, he's trans. Yeah, the right. I totally forgot. No, Rom, I don't know if they confirmed him. I saw a thing about like a, a Japanese newspaper talking about Rom. That's people, so funny. Uh, being their ambassador, like, <laughs> they respect that he's lost a finger. You know, that's a that's a cultural thing. Um. They were talking about how we like covered up uh, the murder of Laquan McDonald. Yeah, I mean that's that should be the first thing anyone uh, remembers about him. Obviously, um, yeah, but it's like yeah, um, and I, but I think it's right. It's like Rom is getting 
um, Japan, and I think Garcetti's getting, like, India or South Korea. Like, they're setting up all these, like, loser Democrats. Mayors, all these ex-mayors. So weird. Uh, are going to be doing the war on China. <laughs> like, they can't even yeah. build a train in their city. They can't, like, they can only shut down schools. How are they going to... Yeah, that was a big part of this trip to Europe, was about... Uh, oh, infrastructure. Yeah. Infrastructure. Uh, and, and, and making sure we're all united against China. Right. Right. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, right, I mean, and those came together with, uh, uh, yeah, build back better world. Is that what... Yeah, that's their answer to... The Belt and Road yeah, Initiative. Exactly. Build Back Better, Build back better World. world. <laughs> That's why we're getting our asses kicked. <laughs> Build Back Better World. B3W. I saw some of, like, one of the, like, uh, right, you know, uh, like, logo or someone talking about President Xi Jinping. Ref- I, I think he, like, referenced Dante in one of his speeches. That's so... Well, he, um, he, like, knows bits of Faust by heart. Is it... It might have been Faust. It was something like that. It might have been, um, Don Quixote or something. I mean, he's he a polymath. Like, he's a... Yeah. He's a genius. And just, like, <laughs> when was the last time that, like, an American president... <laughs> Or in a, like <laughs> like reference any like smart shit. Yeah, classical poetry. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Nope. Uh, I mean, unimaginable. Hey, Peter Omar's my favorite character. I don't know what you're I talking know, about. Right. <laughs> they won't even reference the Sopranos. Even that's too long. <laughs> that's too high culture. That's too. It'll talk about like you know Christopher as a tragic. Yeah, Treme is as yeah. high as they can get. <laughs> and the brow. Did you see David Simon uh, is getting canceled for using the N word on Twitter? <laughs> no. Again, like I feel like he gets yeah. canceled on Twitter every week. And rightfully so. But it's yeah, it's so interesting that like you can, you can't even imagine like an American politician making like a biblical reference that's uh, interesting. That's, I mean, like, they a, now they can't even remember yeah. the uh, the Declaration of Independence. It's you know? so weird. <laughs> which they think is in the Bible, right? <laughs> or uh, vice versa. Yeah. Sometimes so yeah. depends on the party. Uh, it's it's very weird. I yeah. mean, when it, it's just interesting that that happened. I guess like the anti. Uh, intellectualism right of uh i mean whatever who gives a shit i know i know but it's interesting that um yeah that uh like president g uh talks about yeah it will like have literary references in his speeches which is something that like in in a age when america was like a rising power and politicians did as well right yeah they would reference uh yeah. kipling and shit like that yeah right when they were exactly <laughs> when they were talking about like manifest destiny or right whatever. yeah but you know, just a sign of our decaying, uh, uh, unworthy—just our 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 society being unworthy of uh, of competing with China. Exactly. Yeah. And yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the thing with B three W. Is like, first of all, uh, the U S. doesn't even have that many big beautiful women to distribute. <laughs> To our own citizens. So yeah. how are they going to provide for the world? This uh, is the Joe Biden uh, <laughs> uh, girlfriend program. <laughs> yeah, no uh, Y words, though. <laughs> Can you even say yellow? Like, I feel like it's too much of a slur. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't say it. Uh, he also called his lawyer the N-word. Of course, yeah. That's what I was mostly Hilarious. referencing. Yeah. Um, uh, but, uh, yeah. so, right, so B3W, like, you, uh, you you know, what they're saying is, well, China is uh, financing development all over the world. They're, like, providing the capital for development around the world. Uh, so we'll do that. We'll provide capital for development. We'll, we'll fund development. Well, they already tried that. Wasn't that what the IMF was and the World Bank? 
Like that's the only yeah, right. way we the West have institutions to do that. Right, and and it failed because they they can't develop anything. All they can do is suck money through right. payday loans uh, from from these like uh, uh, subservient governments. Right, and really, all that China is doing is what the IMF does, but at better rates. Yeah, right. They're, I mean, they're actually providing loans. Yeah. They're not trying to make them fail. I mean, they're yeah, they're just you know, they're just more attractive loans than the IMF loans. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Because finally, there's someone who can compete with the IMF. Yeah, but yeah. right. So you know, they failed the first. Time. How are they going to do it now? Uh, like, and obviously, it's not like it's just a slogan to talk about. But it's just such a weird thing to like have the why have the G seven group then if it's just going to be this nonsense that's going to be as real as any other Biden promise. Like, what the world leaders don't care. Like, what do you think in Japan? They're talking about build back better three or whatever. Like, yeah, no one believes it. They can't pass anything. Yeah, they they can't even pass a domestic infrastructure bill. Right. Uh, Was there, what, 20 plans for now? The whole Putin thing. That's the real fun part of the Europe trip. It's just, how does anybody buy this shit? (laughs) That, like, the way they, the way the, like, American press talks about Putin, which, I mean, I mean, obviously Putin is a bad guy. (laughs) Like, like, no one's defending Putin. Right, yeah. Uh, But Russia is a tiny country. I mean, not geographically or in terms of population, but... Uh, in terms of its economy, it's it's like the size of Italy. Yeah, it's just not a real threat to us. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, there there is no right. There's the no military threat like, in this great war, str- this great power struggle with Russia. I know it's so fucking absurd. I know Thailand's coming to eat our lunch. Watch out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I, it, it's it's just people. It's just uh, it's again like the 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 death rattles of of this empire were just like imagining brighter days when we were engaged with like struggle with the soviet union i know yeah and we can't even like bring ourselves to admit that (laughs) it's so sad it's all over yeah yeah i know i know and like why is russia like that like why why did russia like break off from the soviet union and its economy collapse and it has no influence uh like on the world stage the way the soviet union did well america like destroyed everything around it yeah. and now it all it has is the rubble that it wrought to play with and like shadow box against uh i mean it's it's just so sad yeah <laughs> uh did you see biden on his europe speech being like could you imagine if america interfered in a foreign election of course yeah could you imagine what that would be like and if everyone knew about it yeah. what would they think of us it's so weird and he believes it too yeah you think so I, yeah like it sounded half a troll to me like um i mean i think just like any of these people he has a huge amount of dissonance uh, yeah and yeah, they believe. I mean, they believe it. Yeah, right. I mean, he believes it to the extent like someone told it to him ten minutes before he went on stage as a line to say. But yeah, I think I think he, you know, that was always the thing about Joe Biden's uh, dementia was that you know he was always the consummate bullshitter who bought his own uh, drug. You know, like he was high on his own supply and he believed his own lies like for years before this. But now he just believes it uh, like even more because of his cognitive decline. Uh, I mean, he's just in a world of shadows, uh, like, he can't escape from. Um, yeah, so, of course, yeah, he probably just, like, doesn't think that uh, America interferes in elections, whatever. 
Yeah, but I mean, it is, it's so scary. Did you watch any of the the rest of the press conference where like... <laughs> I just saw him like losing his temper at that joke. Yeah, he's screaming at that woman, yeah. <laughs> it's really upsetting. Oh, and the thing where he uh, confused Libya and Syria. Right, which was in the G7, I think, before he got to Geneva. really bad. Really scary, yeah. And there was no way to like know that he wasn't talking about... what I, He was talking about Syria and he said Libya. Right. But like there was no way to know that he wasn't that he didn't mean Libya when he was repeatedly saying Libya. Yeah, he actually I think the second time he does it, he does it like three times, right? He says Libya three yeah. times, uh, in like different contexts, like about the issue. Um but I think the second time he actually weirdly like starts to say Syria and then corrects himself. Like it's very bizarre. Oy. Uh, and yeah, what he's talking about is like, he's trying to remember like, okay, we've, we've put a medieval siege around Syria and we occupy a third of their territory and we're blackmailing them or else we won't give them their bread basket and oil back. Um, but he can't remember what country it is, which one of those that we did that to. Yeah, which war was, that was started during the Obama administration. Yeah. Which Muslim country that we destroyed. That we annihilated. Administration. Yeah. Um, I actually, I, I, uh. I didn't think too much about this before um, I came over, so I apologize if it's not like well prepared. But I've I've started doing this thing just for fun. You remember when I was doing like the uh, the little like polling stuff for the election? I would yeah. do like little uh, maps or whatever. Well, uh, I I thought it was interesting. I just like started doing an Afghanistan uh, control map. Uh, on, like, how fast the Taliban is advancing. Whoa. Uh, and so basically, like, what I have here is all the kind of pink-purple stuff, that is stuff that the Taliban controlled pre this year, like, through 2020. Um, and they started 2021 with that. And everything else has been taken this year. And the green stuff is all June. Uh, like... Uh, you know, there's you can this find is why Biden wants to do airstrikes in Afghanistan again. Yeah, exactly, because it's happening so quick. And like, who knows? Did they ever really think they were leaving Afghanistan? It's so hard to tell. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, now they want to, uh, uh, yeah, be be the Afghans' air force. I mean, they want to do what they did with Iraq, right? Is like actually just stay and like do do drone strikes and shit. Yeah. Um. But yeah, like let these people like lose to whatever group comes uh on the ground. Um, yeah, uh, but anyway, like, and this doesn't even, uh, like, include any of the, like, contested territory, which is where, like, you know, you can't really say the government runs Afghan, the, like, U.S.-backed puppet government runs Afghanistan in those places, uh, but, like, the Taliban hasn't, like, established control there, political control, um, but they're gonna, like, (laughs) they're just, like, advancing really quickly, it's really interesting to watch, and I don't know if you've, uh, been following this stuff that, like, the U.S., uh, military as it's leaving Afghanistan, they're just burning everything behind them, like all their machinery and uh, everything in their bases. They're oh. just uh, they're just scorching the earth as they leave because they know that it's just going to fall into Taliban hands as soon as right. they leave. It's not going to go to the puppet government for more than like a week. <laughs> uh, you want to talk about this article that uh, the Lindy way of living? What you, is this? This is a New York Times article. Is okay. it about Lindy West? No. Do you know the Lindy Man Twitter account? I don't think so. People were talking about this this morning. This is like, it's like a right wing uh, kind of account. It's sort of like Bronze Age Pervert or uh, Logo or something, but a little more normy than that, Hmm. which is why it got written up. (laughs) Right. Yeah. I'll just read it. I think it's just, you know, it's 
people were making jokes about it on Twitter because it's such a weird like Twitter thing. Why is the New York Times writing this article? Right. And I think it touches on some ideas that are of interest to us. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hit me with it. All right. The Lindy Way of Living. Paul Scalis, a 36-year-old technology lawyer and writer, has today picked up Antiquity's Torch. He's an evangelist for wisdom derived from the past. Like, say, skip the mouthwash. So, yeah, Lindy Man. <laughs> I feel I'm not doing a great job of explaining this. Uh, everyone tells you to do it. Your breath is clean. It feels like the right thing to do. Oh, this is a real thing he Zoom tweets call. about. From Deauville, France. Oh my god. Yeah, he's like one of these guys, yeah, I guess he lives in France, where he'll tweet like, um, uh, you know, a photo of his like, lunch, uh, which is like, you know, a steak and fries or something in front of like, some cathedral in France and be like, tradition or something. (laughs) Got it. Uh, uh, Okay, so whatever. He's saying, you know, everyone said mouthwash is great, and then you read about higher cancer rates for people who used it, and how it destroys good and bad bacteria, and... And you go, you're right. There was no backwash. There was no mouthwash back then. Back then is the ancient world from which Mr. <laughs> Scalix draws an Wait, this New York writer? Who's who's writing this article? New York Times, uh, Ezra Marcus. Okay. Back then is the ancient world, which Mr. Scalis draws an inexhaustible supply of practical lessons. No breakfast, he said. Breakfast was unknown in early history. Rome, Byzantium, ancient Greece. Breakfast wasn't really a thing. He's written about the anti-breakfast positions of Plutarch and Thomas Aquinas. <laughs> Mr. Scalis is a proponent for a lifestyle based on a relatively obscure theory called the Lindy Effect, from which he has derived his Twitter handle, Lindy Man. <laughs> his substack, the Lindy <laughs> Newsletter. It sounds podcast. like he inspires Wisconsin teens to stab each other in the forest. <laughs> Lindy Doc. <laughs> yeah, it is a little menacing. <laughs> the Lindy Man. And just practical philosophy of health, exercise, diet, and consumer choice. The Lindy effect can be traced to a 1964 article in the New Republic called Lindy's Law okay. by the historian Albert Goldman, who described the bald-headed, cigar-chomping know-it-alls who foregather every night at Lindy's, the diner then on Broadway known for its cheesecake, and postulated that since comedians have an inexhaustible supply of good material... The life expectancy of a television comedian is proportional to the total amount of his exposure on the medium. So they're talking about like, you know, the Johnny Carson era of the Tonight Show or whatever stand TV standups. It's like, how much longer is that comedian going to be able to have a career on television? The answer is like, how long did they, were they on television for? You know what I mean? Because like, if you've only done one set on the Tonight Show, in all likelihood, you'll, like, only do one more because most people don't have the good material to, like, keep going back. But if you've done ten appearances on The Tonight Show, then you're probably someone who can, like, generate a ton of material, so you're probably going to do ten more or something. Okay. That's how they think about it. All right. And then here comes a favorite of this uh, podcast. Yeah, what does this have to do with the mouthwash yeah. in the ancient world? Nassim Nicholas Taleb. Uh, yeah. This whole thing is stupid, too. Damn, it's but, that kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> but but it, it comes together a, a little bit. Okay. They never really explain what he believes. Okay. Nassim Nicholas Taleb, a, statistic, a statistician and scholar, tweaked this idea into a broad theory of survivability in his 2012 book, Anti-Fragile, mm. Things That Gain from Disorder. He named it the Lindy Effect. For the perishable, every additional day in its life translates into a shorter additional life expectancy, he wrote. <laughs> 
For the non-perishable, every additional day may imply a longer life expectancy. What? So a perishable thing, like, you know, fruit or something, like for every day you have it, it translates into a shorter expected life, you know, a shorter life expectancy. Uh, But for non-perishable things, like, I don't know, a painting or something, Mm -hmm. the longer you have had it is, you know... Uh, would imply a longer life expectancy. It just seems like a misunderstanding of statistics to me. (laughs) Maybe I don't get it. Maybe it's one of those things like you can't really, like the human brain isn't built to grasp like the the value added when you uh, increase the diameter of the pizza or whatever. But like, I don't, I don't really get like, isn't this only a thing you can tell in retrospect? Like what if you meet a comedian uh, who's done 10, but he's like, that was his, after his five, like his five got doubled. But, but so... That's the minority of comedians who have, you know what I mean? The whatever that, yes, if you go to comedians who have done one stand-up set, maybe there's a person in there who's going to do, you know, 20 more or whatever. Mm, But most comedians who have done one are not going to have that much of of a life expectancy. Right. But then once you find the person who's done 10, they are... Yeah. Okay. I, yeah, I don't want to believe this because I want to hear about the article. But like, it's sort of like how, and this is not a good, great example because you know humans are perishable under this framework. Yeah. But it's sort of like how if you look at life expectancy for people, it like you know how many years left do you have to you know as you sure. as you uh, age you, the the expected years left go down. But then there's a certain point where it goes up a little bit because like if you've if you've lived to seventy. You're probably going to live, you know. Yeah. Uh, whatever. If you've made it that long, you're probably going to live for a few, you know, a, a fair bit longer. Right. So more in more likelihood. Politically, this translates into the longer something has been existing, has it, has it been a, the existence? more we should want to do it. Yes. <laughs> uh, I see where yeah. this is going. Yeah. Uh, oh, here's another example. For example, a play that has run on Broadway for five years will likely stick around for five more. It's the robustness of an item, right? Cats will probably be on be Broadway for forever. 40 more yeah, years. Yeah, right, right. But a, a typical play that opens on Broadway is not going to be around for very long. For sure. But if it's been around for five years, then it then probably has five, five more. more. Yeah. yeah, I see. But every year... Okay, that makes a little more sense yeah. to me. Every year it gets more into the group likely to yeah. get to the next day. Yeah, stage. every yeah. year it lasts implies more longevity. Yeah. All right. Okay. All right. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, for non-perishable things. For not, but there is a distinction between these categories yeah. of perishable and yeah. non-perishable. Interesting. Um, Mr. Tlaib argued that the Lindy effect helps explain why so many seemingly earth-shaking new developments end up forgotten or disproved. Okay. For example, many scientists have spent the last decade in a state of alarm about the replication crisis. Right. That many findings turn out not to hold up when other scientists repeat the studies. Yeah. Specifically, the social sciences yeah. is, like, really what the replication test is about. Or, yeah. Right. Crisis or whatever. Um, and I guess if you applied that to the Lindy effect, <laughs> the Lindy framework, uh, it's because it's, it's, you know, new things are likely to... To not last very long. Sure. Uh, inaccurate science, in other words, is constantly being published. The Lindy conscious consumer of scientific data will take seriously only information that is held up over a period of time. <laughs> Lindy, he wrote in a 2017 post on Medium, cannot be fooled. The only elected judge of things is time. 
this is the next section, not a Luddite. Mr. Scalis has long followed and read Mr. Taleb, with whom he shares a fascination with the ancient world. He even once managed to elicit a rare correction from the scholar after disproving an assertion in one of Mr. Taleb's books, which claims the ancients did not have a word for the color blue. Mm. While Mr. Taleb primarily discussed the Lindy effect as in terms of statistics and social science, Mr. Scalis has expounded at length about the practical application of Lindy when it comes to diet, health, dating, exercise, and practically everything else. He has become something of a lifestyle guru to thousands of Twitter followers and newsletter readers. Think Goop or Joe Rogan by way of the Bronze Age. In a Which is like both of them, yeah. by the way. Like, In a 2020 Substack post outlining his ideas, he wrote, Lindy exists chiefly for your protection, for risk survival strategies in the modern world. With its constant onslaught of new products, new academic disciplines, new books, new technologies, new foods, new living arrangements, new theories on life, new postures. Um, and then they embedded this Lindy man tweet. <laughs> That's him going... I've been informed Catholics give up Twitter for Lent. You can pick and choose what you give up because I have to go vegan for 40 days in Lent. (laughs) Part of the Lindy cereal cycling diet that is beneficial to human health is an ancient tradition. I don't choose. When it comes to things like diet, architecture, and health, tradition is smarter than you. Lindy is not Luddism. Mr. Scalis is an avid social media user. Naturally, yeah. Rather, he scours the ancient world for applicable nuggets of what he calls useful tradition, using the Lindy effect's heuristic of older is better as a bulwark against consumerism to sift through the tons of products coming out every day. When I'm at the store, I think about it, he said. It's a new way of looking at skepticism of modern commercial life. Mr. Scalis endorses practices with a basis in antiquity, like intermittent fasting. Sure. (laughs) Which appears across religious traditions and has demonstrable health benefits, though also detractors. Your body gets stronger through stressors, and it gets stronger through the lack of food. (laughs) He says the same, yeah. (laughs) He follows a diet drawn from Greek Orthodox tradition, alternating between veganism and pescatarianism. Mm. Today, some call this cereal cycling. A tweet from his account, Lindy Diet, laid out further specifics. Fast two times a week, vegan or abstain from food, and a month straight two times a year. (laughs) (laughs) Two times a year? Two? Two? Well, I guess Lent is one of them. And the other's Ramadan, of course. I guess. (laughs) Ramadan's not old enough. Uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Newcomer. I know. I know. I wonder if um, there was pre-Islamic month of fasting in uh, Arabia. Um, I assume there I mean there's I mean there's a lot of like you know traditional fasting. Of course yeah Uh, but I mean this can't apply to any to something just because it happened thousands of years ago right because stuff happened that didn't last that didn't last that's a good point uh, do you know do they bring this up in the article like not cause, really because you don't can't really ever do a good job of explaining because like life. human sacrifice very old but we don't do it anymore. we don't do it anymore yeah, right. so you would or think like, it like um ended. Leech, like like what about all of like medicine like yeah right humor yeah. well he probably believes in that kind of shit you know I don't, to yeah. some extent i don't know well they did ask him like well should people get vaccinated and he's like yes but i think that i think he probably doesn't believe in vaccines right <laughs> yeah, he's just saying that for the New York Times. I mean, yeah, if you take this logic, you have to, like, uh, yeah. Somewhat akin to the advocates of paleo diet, 
Mr. Scalis recommends avoiding eating any foods or beverages invented in the past 500 years. This means no Beyond Beef, Monster Energy, or Go-Gurt. But yes to mutton, hot cross buns, and the like. <laughs> and this is good. Anything that was invented by a Dutch uh, a press gang servant. <laughs> Coffee is relatively new, he said, acknowledging the arbitrariness of the cutoff. It's 400 years old. But that's 400 years of pretty good filtering and probably not bad for you. <laughs> Tea merits his highest compliment. It's a deep lindy <laughs> beverage. That's a deep lindy. A deep lindy with thousands of years of provenance. Cigarettes, a 20th century vice, are not lindy. Though tobacco <laughs> is. Lindy, not lindy. I get it. For those who want to smoke in a lindy compatible way, I suggest a pipe. Okay. <laughs> but Which, I mean, it's probably, it's probably not bad advice. <laughs> as opposed to like a cigarette? As or opposed like... to cigarettes. Sure. I mean, it'll probably just result in you smoking less. Yeah, right. Unless you're not smoking now, I guess. Uh, Mr. Scalis eschews modern exercise machines, urging his readers in a newsletter post to stick with simple weightlifting, citing Milos of Croton, the <laughs> mythical Greek bodybuilder, who lifted a calf daily um. until he could hoist the adult bull. Well, this is not another thing that I think uh, is, is part of our interest group. Um yeah, like modern lifting culture, gym culture in a modern. I don't know how we can say this too, because like, what about gymnasium? Of course, I mean there has always been. Yeah, but I guess of... in the Greek, I guess the point is in the Greek gymnasium they were like lifting bulls or whatever. <laughs> Theoretically, I don't know. Like, yeah, I think they were mostly like doing it like it is now, which is like they were you know giving hand jobs and uh, yeah. like hanging out in the steam right. bath half the time. Um. And banning our people. <laughs> <laughs> Just because they... circumcised. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> because they spat They're at the gods. their glands. Gift of their body. <laughs> the holiest of objects to the... <sighs> yeah. But modern gym culture goes back to, like, um, the 19th century. Yeah. It goes back... It's, like, really the Civil War generation. And, like, uh, Walt Whitman was, like, an early, like, gym enthusiast. And Frederick Douglass. Right. This, like, modern kind of health health uh, lifestyle thing. Yeah, right. It's, like, comes from, like, the transcendentalists and, like, the... It's very much with, like, the birth of capitalism. Totally, yeah. And you think of, like, weightlifting culture, like, as a as a performance uh, is, like, yeah, that same kind of era when they were having, like, freak shows going around and it would be, like, you know, these yeah. Siamese acrobats and this, you know, Hungarian uh, muscle man. builder. Yeah, yeah, exactly. With the old, like, triangle thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, in here's in what... these conservative bathing suits. Yeah. Uh, here's what uh, Lindy Mount says about that. Bodybuilding culture is some grotesque subculture that is a product of modernity, he wrote. Mm. Working out isn't about the muscles, but about the other systems in your body, interconnected to each other. Likewise, he is skeptical of yoga, given that the form practiced by most Americans today was invented in the 20th century. Sure. Is yoga good or bad for you? I have no idea, he wrote. Lindy doesn't say, don't do it. It says, we don't know what's going to happen. Right. Then there's a section, The Four-Hour Life. Uh, Before we leave yeah. muscles, just for a moment. Yes. Uh, I'm not an expert on Nassim Taleb, but like I have a friend or two who's into him. And there's a Nassim Taleb thing where uh, he's he's into muscles as a concept because he says, like, you know, we don't really know why, like, if you work a muscle the way you do, it, it like, gets stronger 
uh, like, there are theories, but, like, we actually don't know as much as, like, uh, the magic school bus might have led you to believe uh, as to, like, why a muscle, like, gets stronger or weaker in certain circumstances. We just know that it does because we've seen countless examples of it uh, over history. Um, and this is, you know, used as a kind of political metaphor as, like, well, you know, why, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Like, even if you don't understand how it's working, if it's been around long enough and you've been doing it and people have been living off of it, there's probably some uh, meaning behind it and it, it has some effect. Um, just interesting. I thought that was kind of interesting as, like, a, a part of the... Wait, but so he's pro-lifting, then? Uh, I think so, yeah. Hmm. Isn't isn't Lindy Man also? No, li- well, no, Lindy Man's not for lifting unless you're lifting like a bull <laughs> like, <laughs> i thought he was just thing. against bodybuilding it's very unclear okay i mean he is this is not really a very well thought out thing <laughs> yeah, no shit yeah uh but all right some of this is good he will confidently diagnose the lindiness of most anything video games not lindy duh nightclubs lindy wow in fact deep lindy deep lindy nightclubs of course <laughs> like what do you think stonehenge was a discotheque well, yeah right <laughs> um i mean it is kind of incredible you see like uh woodblock paintings from yeah. japan from like the 1700s and it's like restaurant and it's like yeah they like yeah. that stuff's been around yeah uh i was listening to a thing that was like about gobekli tepley yeah sure i read that oh that was a there was a good article about, um, like, the history of alcohol mm. in the Atlantic. Sure. Uh, probably better than this article. <laughs> <laughs> that probably would have been more interesting. <laughs> Whatever. We're going to get through this. Yeah, we'll do that in overtime. Yeah. Uh, sleek mid-century modernism. Anytime you get away from fractal patterns and ornate details, Hell it's yeah. not Lindy. Yeah. Yeah, fractal pat fractals are Lindy. You gotta go gothic, not Bauhaus. I mean, I guess by this measure, shrooms are Lindy. Shrooms are LSD probably Lindy. is not Lindy. Right. Yeah. because um, one and comes from the earth. Yeah. <laughs> right. And and people have been doing shrooms for forever. Right. Whereas the CIA invented LSD in nineteen sixty. How about sex toys? Tell me. Deep Lindy. Ooh. Lindy, he said, adding by <laughs> yeah. way of explanation, ancient Egypt. Uh-huh. Ancient Egypt, then. Can't get more Lindy than that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jeff, uh, the Jeffrey Epstein scandal. Some rich guy going around and doing criminal behavior and abusing people. It's pretty Lindy. <laughs> <laughs> no. No. <laughs> Pederasty. Look. Yeah, Lindy. If we're talking Lindy. Yeah. Uh, Epstein, he pointed out, exemplified how Lindy is not a moral compass. <laughs> well, then what the fuck is this for? Right. It's not a moral com- compass. Lots of common things in the ancient world would be considered abhorrent today. But, oh God. This, yeah. Uh, yet the, per- this is the big point. Yeah. The per- yet the persistence of behaviors across millenniums makes the lesson, lessons of antiquity potent. Also, by the way, millenniums, not Lindy. <laughs> what do you it's mean? supposed to be millennia. millennia <laughs> That's very yeah. Lindy. Yeah, the New York Times style guy. But, uh, <laughs> uh, okay. Sorry. Human nature doesn't change, he said. The ancients really did study the person and how people act, and some of it is quite good. Therapy, for example. Do you think therapy is Lindy or not Lindy? I'm guessing it's going to turn out to be Lindy. It's Lindy, Dan. <laughs> Therapy, for example, is something he believes in, but not because he holds stock in the theories of Carl Jung and Sigmund Freud. Of course. Rather, he argued therapy works because the therapist embodies the deep Lindy role of a sympathetic friend in the alienating modern world. Huh. Yeah. 
But I mean, this is part of my uh, interest having in this. Friends, thing. that's Lindsay. that's what I'm saying. Is yeah. like, but you know, the the way we have access to having friends is to get your health insurance to pay for a therapist. Right. You know, like uh, there are all of these kind of things that like you can only access, or he's talking about like how yeah. you can access them through uh, this kind of modern alienated version of them. Yes, I mean, this whole thing is completely incoherent. Of course, because yeah. he's on Twitter. I mean, he's on Twitter too. For God's sake! And yeah. then he'll just go, "Well, I, I'm not a luddite." Of course, the Lindy effect doesn't work in every domain. If you were diagnosed with cancer, seek chemotherapy. Mr. <laughs> Scala's All right, just completely uh, yeah, then what, undercutting. Yeah, what is the uh, thing you shouldn't do? Rather than relying on Roman medical practices, he thinks Lindy is more useful when it comes to skepticism of industrial age consumables like mouthwash or processed seed oil. I'm sorry, I would say chemotherapy is one of those. Like, in I'm fact, sorry. Social science, like the debunked Myers-Briggs test. Uh, and ancient practices can provide powerful and cohate benefits to their practitioners, even when the exact cause and effect may be unclear at the time. In his newsletter, Mr. Scala cited the 2016 book The Secret of Our Success by Joseph Einrich, a professor of human evolutionary biology at Harvard. This is interesting. Mm. Heinrich researched the history of manioc, a bitter root domesticated in South America, which can be toxic if not prepared properly. In the Amazon, indigenous uh, Tucanoans use a multi-step, multi-day processing technique that involves scraping, grating, and finally washing the roots to remove cyanide. After the Portuguese transported manioc to West Africa in the 17th century, the root spread rapidly, but the proper processing techniques did not. Even after hundreds of years, chronic cyanide poisoning remains a serious health problem in Africa, Mr. Heinrich writes. <laughs> uh, well, there's this one. His most significant coinage may be Lindy Walk. <laughs> Lindy Walk, which he came up with last year, seeking an escape from the quarantine doldrums. That basically just means a stroll, he said. <laughs> but it's also in a lot of ancient cultures. Walking? 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 That's You'd be amazed Lindy. how many people walked. Uh, how how long ago? There's the Sabbath stroll. In Greek, it's called Volta. There's an Italian version of it. It's just walking just for the walking? sake of walking. Yeah. In sure. a newsletter post, Mr. Scala cited Greek walkers... From Diogenes wandering the world looking for an honest man to Thales stumbling into a pit while lost in thought. It, it ends with him saying that he got a COVID vaccine. <laughs> Which, like, <laughs> a lot of people aren't taking because it's only been around Yeah. So <laughs> Don't worry, though. He did get vaccinated. He doesn't really believe any of the shit. Right, exactly. That's what that shit always is. It's like, yeah, I'm not going to get sued, so I'm not going to tell people yeah. not to take chemo. It's just funny. There was a tweet... The, there people have been dunking on the traditionalist Twitter a lot lately for yeah. obvious reasons because it's completely incoherent and right. stupid. Right. But there were, I mean, <laughs> I mean, also just being like, what's the cutoff for like traditional? Like, oh, more than five hundred years old. I know. If it, if Walt Disney made it, it's traditional. Like, I mean, by that standard, you want to cancel him, but by that standard, racism, not Lindy. Racism, not Lindy. Yeah. Not Lindy. <laughs> You can't be a racist. I know. Capitalism, not Lindy. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah, no, to be fair, um, there are a lot of modern horrors out there. Yeah. Um, we could work together with Russia. For example, uh, in, uh, in Libya, we should be opening up the, the, the passes to be able to go through and provide, uh, provide uh, um, 
food assistance and economic assistance, I mean, vital assistance to uh, a population that's in real trouble. I think I'm going to try very much hard to, uh, it, it is, and by the way, there's places where, I shouldn't be starting off and negotiating in public here, but let me say it this way. Russia has engaged in activities which are, we believe are contrary to international norms, but they have also um, uh, bitten off some real problems they're going to have trouble chewing on. And for example, the rebuilding of, uh, of, uh, of Syria, of, uh, of Libya, of, you know, this is, they're there. And as long as they're there without the ability to bring about some order in the, in the region, and you can't do that very well without providing for the basic economic needs of people. So I'm hopeful that we can find an accommodation that where we can save the lives of people in, for example, in, uh, in Libya, uh, that uh, 